I want to talk to you today about living a new life um, as a new creation. See, because when God saves you, he, he not only, he not only uh, forgives you of your sin, but he steps you into a new way of living. The old is gone. So, so you are not now connected to your fallen past. That is severed. You're now uh, birthed into a future walking with God. And so you're, 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 you're departed from the fallen nature of Adam. And here's the problem is if we keep tracking back to that and, and we keep kind of dragging that back to life, you know, we, we can make excuses. But I just want you to know you're set free from that. You are now a child of God. You're not a child of the fallen Adam and the fallen nature and the broken and, and, and beat up and so forth. You are now a child of God. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. So that, that's, that's completely different from how things used to be. And that's, we have to understand salvation is very powerful. It's very big. It's very complete. Salvation is an incredible thing. So you are now birthed into something new. Don't drag the old with you because honestly, it doesn't belong. It doesn't, doesn't fit you anymore. It doesn't belong. Now you're going to learn to live and to walk and to, to function in the new kingdom of, and you're the, the new way. But you, you, you don't want to drag the old with you. Now the way you go into the new kingdom, the new way, the new walk is by faith. Now it's important for us to understand faith is not an easy thing to just unravel and just say, I got it. So I want to talk to you about it today because this is the way we go in the future. We, we walk by faith. And so um, I, want, I want to talk to you about the fact that God wants you to be a success. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your faith is going to bring you there. But, but I have to tear down some of the lies that have come on us over the years that we should not succeed or that we cannot succeed or success doesn't matter or no one succeeds and, and, and that kind of thing. I need to break that off of you. Because God has put it into your hearts, in your DNA, to accomplish. You, you, are, you are built to accomplish. You are built to achieve. You are built to succeed. This is in you. So, so God put in you to rise to the challenge. Not to back away from it. Not to be afraid of it. Not to, you know. No, God put in you to rise to the challenge. Why do you think we're even going to watch the Super Bowl next week? Because it's an incredible challenge what these guys do. You would never watch a tournament between two people where they just walked with the football into the end zone. Thank you. That's uh, one to nothing. Your turn. Okay. One to one. And we would watch it and they'd say, I I don't get it. How hard is that? Anybody can do that. There's no challenge there. See, we rise to the challenge and there's something in us that says it, it can't be done. We're going to do it. Amen. Amen. And so you rise to the challenge. God put it in you to never give up, to never give up. Now, I know we do give up, but again, that's tracking back to the fallen nature. I'm asking you to come over here on this side and get with the program that God put in you to never give up. Don't ever give up. And then that God rewards effort. God rewards hard work with success. And so there's some things you have to understand about success. Success is not easy. But that's okay. So what if it's hard? You rise to the challenge. Amen? You want the challenge. You, you want to achieve. So success is not easy. Sometimes I think of success as success is like um, carrying a giant sofa up to the third floor apartment. If you want to think about anything you're going to succeed at in life, it's like carrying a giant sofa up to a third floor apartment. 
So, so a couple of things you have to know. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. You ever try to carry a sofa by yourself? Can't do it alone. It's just too big and bulky and heavy and everything. And then you can't do it with somebody that keeps telling you why you can't do it. You ever try to move with somebody that's always like trying to tell you, it's not going to fit. You can't make that. It's never going to do it. You can't do that. It's not going to make it. We need those straps. We don't have those straps. We'll come back next week. You know, I, I can't handle those people. Go away. Give me a little girl. I'll do it with a little girl. These people are real. They're excuse makers. And they're expert excuse makers. They're incredible excuse makers. And I can't handle them. I don't want them around me because guess what? Success is like moving this big sofa. I need somebody that actually knows how to move a sofa. I need somebody who's, who's done this before. All right? And um, what happens is you get it up to the third floor and um, you sit down and you have pizza. You ever notice you never get anything for moving somebody except pizza? <laughs> It's never good pizza. It's just the pizza down the street. We got this. It's greasy, floppy. <laughs> but I, I believe that success is, is a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It's on a, a lot of different levels and so forth. But, but just to break it down to the very practical, and here's where people don't have the faith. They don't have the faith for the practical. They, have, they think faith for the abstract thing that you can never track But I want you to know, have faith for the practical. I I believe, and I'm praying for you, that you would have the home of your dreams. That God put a dream in you to have a home that's in you that says, that's the kind of house I would want. I'm praying for you that you would succeed in that dream. It might not happen today, but again, it's like carrying a sofa. It's a step at a time. It's a a floor at a time. You get get there, you know, you'll, you'll get there. But I, I pray you have the home of your dreams. I pray you have the job of your dreams. I pray you guys don't dread going to work on Monday. But you get up and you say, you know something? I like this place. I'm going to change this place. They need me. You know, uh, you feel like you're needed uh, 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 when, you, you, when you go to your workplace. And, and you know, that, that, that inspires you. You want to go to some place that you're needed. I pray that you have the job of your dreams, the ministry of your dreams. I pray you have the marriage of your dreams. Some people say, you know, it's a nightmare. No, no, I'm talking about the dream. It's a good... I pray you have a marriage of your dreams. And and again, it's like carrying a sofa. It's not going to work all by yourself. It takes two. You got to keep, you know, working on it. Amen? Amen. Married couples breakfast, you know. (laughs) Going to be good. I, I pray success is that you have resources and more than enough. I pray that you can bless your children and your grandchildren. You can bless your neighbors. You can bless your cousins, your aunt and uncles. You can hand them a $100 bill and say, hey, I know you guys are going on vacation. Have dinner on me. I, I pray that you guys have finances. I pray that you have resources. I pray you're blessed. I pr- pray you have the house, the home, the car. How many need a new car in here? Let me see your hands. How many? Don't be shy. Come on. Tell the Lord you need a new car. Okay, tell them what kind of car. Come on, don't be afraid to say Lexus. Come on, somebody said, somebody said Kia. But here's some things you need to know about success. It's under attack by the enemy, your enemy. He does not want you to think about it. He doesn't want you to believe for it. He wants you to think it's not a good idea, that God doesn't care about it, that you shouldn't, you know, that it's material. How dare you be so, uh, so carnal and all that other stuff. It's, an under, it's under attack. And then secondly, 
be careful of people that have these complicated excuses as to why they don't need to be successful and you don't need to be successful and success is not a good thing. Be careful of those people because they might, you might be related to them. It might be actually your parents or some people of authority in your life. And they're going to tell you why they never succeeded with an excuse as to why nobody can and, and you don't need to, too. You just got to be careful because I want you to know God has it for you. And you have to break away from the fallen because a lot of people are living over here and making excuses for it. But God saved you from that, brought you out of that. You no longer have to live there, hang around with some people that, that will not come up with complicated excuses as to why I don't need this. Listen, all I need is a chair, a box, a pillow, and some prayer and some anointing oil. And uh, it's so spiritual. Well, listen, you're that spiritual. Pray for a, a decent bed and a decent pillow. Amen. <laughs> I love people that come and tell me how, how you don't need to succeed. And, and they'll say things like, uh, let me tell you about the church and what the church really needs. In this day and age, let me tell you about the church and what the church really needs. I say, first of all, buddy, go get a car. Don't tell me about the church. You don't even have a car. But he's loaded with excuses as to why he doesn't have a car. Well, the reason I don't have a car is I don't really need a car. God takes me by Uber wherever I need to go. I'm making fun of the the anti thing that I'm against here today. And I'm against the excuse maker that wants to talk you out of what God has for you. And that person might be near you. I mean, that person might be an authority figure in your life and you're looking up to them or you're looking around. I want you to know, young ladies, you can have a honeymoon. You you can have a decent um, courting. You can have a decent marriage. You can have a nice house. You can have a nice backyard for your kids. Amen. Don't listen to people that says, look, I never had a honeymoon. Your father never took us anywhere. No, he never did anything. I don't know. You know? And, and, and the father's got everybody convinced. Yeah, we don't need anything. We're, we're fine right here where we are. And you're looking at the wife like, yeesh, you, you buying into this? <laughs> Me and the kids, we've all bought into him because he doesn't really want to work that hard. He's, he's, he's a giver-upper boy. He's, he's a great giver-upper, but he'll tell you all the reasons why he gives up, and he's a great giver-upper. Come on, I'm here to fight. <laughs> Amen? So let me give you the definition of faith, if we could put that up. Faith is the exercise of what you truly believe. It's the exercise of what you truly believe. Everybody wants to tell you what they believe, but, but faith attaches itself and engages with what you truly believe. See, some people say, I believe God's all, he's an almighty God. I believe God's an almighty God. But they can't even tithe. They can't even help. They can't even stretch out. They can't do anything. They believe God's almighty. Come on. Your faith will attach to what you truly believe, not what you say you believe. So the truly believe has to be in there. But faith attaches to what you believe. And it will exercise with what you believe. That's why in Hebrews, the 11th chapter in, in, in verse 1, the whole 11th chapter is filled with these uh, verses of faith. But in the verse 1, it says, now faith is being sure of, it attaches to what we hope for. 
And, and what you hope for is, is your spiritual vision. See, you hope for heaven. You hope for angels. You hope for God. You hope for, for eternal life. These are things you hope for. See, it's a spiritual vision. When, when you hope for a dream house, that's, that's a hope. That's a spirit vision that you have. God put that in you. I want you to know you didn't just come up with this stuff. God put this down deep inside you. So, so hope is, a, is like a spirit vision. You can sense it in your spirit. You know it's deep down inside you. Well, faith attaches to that thing. Faith is the substance of things that you see in the spirit, that you, that you feel down deep inside. It's a spirit vision. Faith is, is, is being sure of what you're hoping for and certain of what you do not see. In other words, it's certain of the invisible realm. Faith is certain of the invisible realm. It's certain that there is a God, that there are angels, that there is heaven. There's a spirit realm. There's things that we don't see. Faith exercises that. And then in verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. I, I want to I just, you know, th- this is maybe the most complicated thing that you could understand by faith, that the universe was, 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 was made by the command of God. Let there be light. Let there be planets. Let there be the universe. It was, it was the command of God. This, but this is a very complicated thing to understand. That's why people believe in evolution. People believe in evolution because they can't understand. By faith we understand. They can't understand because they think that that little tiny dragonfly came up with a thousand eyes that can see like five times more than a human being can. That dragonfly with a thousand eyes that sees everything, they think that dragonfly thought that up. And before he had those thousand eyes, he only had 500. (laughs) He kept bumping into things, kept running over people. And so he said, we need more eyes. So, so when you look at a dragonfly and you look at this thing's eyes and you look at the wings, they have, they have, they have four wings. They all can flap independently of the other four. This thing, that's why it can hover. It can go backwards, up, down. I mean, it's like it's an incredible flyer, this dragonfly. See, we think it's, it's like it's evolved. It used to be a mosquito, you know, and it only used to just barely be able to fly. But then it evolved. By faith, we understand Ah, that thing's unbelievably designed. That thing is incredibly designed. People say, well, the single-cell amoeba. You know, the single-cell amoeba, the the electronics that goes into a single-cell amoeba is more complicated or as complicated as the wiring in a city. And they, they figured out that the tail is not a little tail that wags like this, but it's actually a circular screw. And it, and it screws, but it, w- w- so tiny that you can only barely see it with a microscope. You, they thought for years that it wagged, but it's not a little tail that wags. It's actually a, 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 a circular screw, and it screws its way through the water. So it has a little, uh, it has a little seal, it has a little motor, it has a little rudder, it has all the little things in the back of it, and it turns that thing out, and it goes through the water. And people say a single cell amoeba, you know, I mean, it started with very simple. When you look at that thing, it's actually not very simple. It's extremely complicated. By faith, we understand. And so so your mind is only able to appreciate a certain amount of intellect. But by faith, you can see into a realm that's far more complicated, far more profound. And it is without that half of who it is you really are, this half here can only go so far. So faith understands the spirit realm. You know, the the Bible says that um, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, when you begin to understand that, that God is real, that's the beginning of knowledge. Before that, you're, 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 you're coming up with all these crazy theories. 
To move on in, in, in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us about these heroes of faith. Heroes of faith. And it says this in verse 33. These heroes who through faith conquered. Everybody say conquered. conquered. See, see, we learned in the third verse, by faith you understand. But this is saying, by, by faith though, they went on beyond understanding and they actually conquered kingdoms, administered justice. And we saw with that man in, in the... Um, in the testimony, there was justice that was administered wow. there. Amen? Amen. And, and, and gained what was promised. By faith, by faith, they gained what was promised. You're going to gain what's promised to you by faith. Amen? See, this is, how, this is how you operate in this new way of living. By faith, you gain what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions. And I want you to know something. As soon as you're going to start to do anything, you're going to hear the talking lions. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You're not, you don't even have a high school education. You got divorced. They're the lions that try, to, that try to talk you out of everything in life. And I'll tell you something. By faith, you shut the mouth of the lion. Well, yeah, watch me. You can't do that. Watch me. You can't have a church in New Bedford. Watch me. Amen. You, you have to learn by faith how to shut the mouths of the lions. Some of these things have been yelling at you your whole life, talking to you your whole life with, with, with words that would try to devour your destiny, devour your hope, devour your future, devour your inheritance and your, your kids and your grandchildren. The, the mouths of lions need to be shut, and by faith, you shut the mouths of the lions. Can you say amen? Quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and became powerful in battle. Through faith, you become powerful in battle. Through, through faith, you begin to look the devil in the eye and say, it's on. Amen? So I'm, I'm going to walk with God and we'll see. We'll see. Through faith, you become powerful in battle. Not just by Thinking, not just by confession, it has to be by faith and routed foreign armies. I want you to understand something. Faith supersedes or transcends everything else in your life. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your family heritage is. I don't care what your education is. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how smart you are. Faith transcends everything. You cannot be a victim and, and walk in faith. Because everything that the devil meant for evil, the Lord's standing there saying, I could use that. Look at how short that guy is. I can use that. This, this person's, the Bible even says not many wise. What it really is saying is not that many smart people. The Lord is like, look, this person has almost no brains. Wait, wait until you see what I do with them. Everybody's going to know it's God. I'll tell you, faith transcends everything. It doesn't care what neighborhood you came from. doesn't matter what kind of carnage you have in your past. Faith transcends it all. Amen? So once you have faith, you can conquer kingdoms. You can rout the foreign armies. You, you, you can stand up against the lions and shut their mouths. It, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter that you're not that tall, that you're not that smart, that you're not that this, you're, that you got you know, run over, that you got, you, got, you got beat up. It doesn't matter. God can use all that now and say, wait till, wait till you see what I do with this. Amen? Just have faith. Amen. 
But faith requires work. Faith requires doing. You have to have action. Remember I said faith is the exercise or it's the action of things hoped for. In James, the second chapter, it says this in verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Now, James was the pastor of the early church. And he asked this question, can, can that kind of faith save him? And in verse 17, but faith by itself, that it's, if it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. In other words, faith acts. Faith has action. Faith works. See, people think the opposite of faith is doubt. Well, well doubt's a part of it, but the, but the opposite of faith really is inactivity. The opposite of faith is inactivity, because once you have faith, you do conquer kingdoms. Once you have faith, you are powerful in battle. Once you have faith, you do rise up and shut the mouths of the lion. See, the opposite of faith really is inactivity. I never shut no one's mouth. I never, I never stood up. I never conquered anything. I never did anything, you know. And so that's the opposite. That, and what I'm telling you is that faith is going gonna, is gonna to work you to a place of success that's undeniable. You're going to be a walking billboard for what the Lord can do with someone. Amen? Amen? This is what God does for somebody who follows him. Amen? So, but faith, is a, faith requires a foundation. I want to talk to you about the basic foundation stones that you need to have in place if, in order for you to build on a faith that continues to grow and gets deeper and deeper and, 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 and more and more effective. You have to have these three basic foundation stones of faith down. And number one, the one, number one foundation stone you need to have down is that God knows you. That God knows the real you. See, not, not a... a distant God. Not a distant God, because the devil... Now, the devil's always trying to tell you about God. He's always trying to tell you about God. He's distant. He doesn't know you. You're barely a speck. You're like a number. You're, you're, you're somewhere over there in New England, in America. But God's working on big stuff in other places. He doesn't hardly know you. No, God so intimately knows you. He knows every single thing about you. He, he knows you from the day you were born. He created you. He knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly who you are. And he knows the junk that's in your life. He knows when you got dumped on. He knows when you got scarred. He knows the reason that these things happened and, and, and when they happened. You don't even know. See, you might know you have issues, but you don't know why. You, you, you might know I react violently against this, or I have a hard time with that, or I, I struggle with this, or I can't forgive. You, you might know you have issues, but you don't know why. God knows why. Yeah, that's good. God knows why. And he knows exactly when those things came on you. See, um, I, I look at, I look at um, sin in, in your life as, as though it gets on you and you don't really... I mean, you, you might know it's there, but other, others know it's there too. But let, let's, say you have, let's say you have anger, and, and that's on you, and everybody can see it on you. And then you have some other thing, and it's on you. And you walk around, people know this is on you, and you know it, you know. But let, let's, let's say you're always, you're always complaining, you know, or you, you, know, you, or, or, or you got really hurt, and, and now you don't like men, or you don't like women, or something like this. And you, you got all these sins, and you, and you walk around with this stuff on you, everybody knows it's on you. Everybody knows it's on you. Everybody knows that's you. <laughs> that person, don't get on their bed. Like, <laughs> man, that guy will rip you, you know. That's... <laughs> and they know that about you. Here's the thing, though. The Lord's not looking at this. He sees the real you. He sees the real you. He looks beyond that. 
And not only that, but see this, he knows when you got it. He knows exactly how it happened and when it happened. And he says, you see, see, this thing is so terrible. You know, this, this anger that you have, this rage that you have. But I know when that happened. I remember you were a little boy and this and this and this. And that got on you. And now you can't get it off. But come to me. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to get that thing. I'm going to get it off of you. Amen. And God will start to work with you because he knows the real you down deep inside. See, some stuff just falls off as you preach. God knows the real you. God will work with the real you. God knows the real you, and he'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get that. He, he, there's potential there, and he'll get you there. And then the second thing that you have to have faith for is that God likes you. Now, the reason I'm saying God likes you, you know, I don't want to say God loves you. Of course God loves you. It's his job. He has to love you, right? Everybody thinks that. Well, of course God loves me. He has to love me. It's in his, it's in his job requirements. But what I'm saying this. And here's, you have to have faith to understand something here. God likes you. He likes you. You are exactly who God likes. You're exactly who God wanted to make when he made you. You're not a little off. You're exactly on. You're exactly on. I know you're not like anybody else. He, 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 he didn't make you like that. See, everybody wants to try to conform to everybody else. God didn't make you like that. God made you exactly the way he wanted you. And what's not good for us when we become Christians is we try to all of a sudden try to think of who would God really like if I was likable. I know. I'll be my best, best um, Sunday school version of myself. And so we try that for a while. Hi, how are you? It's nice to see you today. God bless you. It's so amen. Did I say praise God? I meant to say hallelujah. How are you? And God's looking at the angels like, nobody likes that guy. God likes the real you. The real you. Can I tell you, you you know, here's the thing. It's a funny thing. You have faith to know that God likes other people. You just don't have faith to know that God likes you. Isn't that funny? I mean, that that guy's a weirdo, but you know God likes him. Well, if God can like him, he can like you. Let me just give you some things that, that, that God likes, some people God likes. How many know that God likes bikers? God, you go into a biker bar, God's in there. He's hanging with those guys. He's not drinking, but he's hanging. He likes those guys. I remember uh, they, they asked me to do the uh, blessing of the bikes. Hell's Angels put it together. They're the baddest dudes in the world. They really are. Um, believe me, you don't want to know. But... They put this thing together. So all these bikers come together, thousands, I think like two, three thousand bikes come together in, in Providence. They asked me to do the blessing of the bikes, and I did it with Pastor Mike Cochran, who, who's a little bit of a trip himself, but God likes him. <laughs> and uh, we're riding in the back of this pickup truck, and I had, a, I had a white bucket full of water, and I had this plastic hyssop branch, and I'm dipping it in the water, and I'm flinging it at their bikes as we're driving by their bikes. I mean, rows and rows, thousands of bikes, and all these really mangy tough looking dudes are there but what was so funny is when I would flick it at their bikes they would try to get some on them like they'd lean into the water they'd lean into the water and then Pastor Mike would go he needs a double that guy needs a double that guy needs a double so I, 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 I and as soon as I would go to dip him into a double and, he, and Pastor Mike would say that guy needs a double all his buddies yeah he needs a double yeah 
get them all. Uh, you guys all need a double. But I, I'm telling you, I had a good time. Pastor Mike had a good time. God was there. God had it. God, God likes bikers. God likes bikers. God likes artists. Not very many amens on that. I mean, God likes artists. Not, not everybody does, but God does. It's funny. You know, God made the butterflies. Isn't that funny? Can you just imagine God a little bit more orange? A little bit more orange. God likes geeks. God likes geeks. How many geeks in here? Nobody admits it. God likes bad spellers. God likes the kid who gets straight A's. Nobody likes that kid. But God likes them. You know? And he also likes the kid who gets sent to the principal's office. Amen. Get into a fight. Get sent to the principal's office. You walk into the principal's office, sit down. God's there. God says, what are you in here for? (laughs) Got in a fight. Well, one of these days, you're going to fight for the right reason. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let you fight for the right reason. Like when when he's told Peter, you're going to make you fishers of men, I'm going to let you fight for the right reason. I remember one time I was in the principal's office and I was with the kid that we... I had gotten into a scuffle with. So we're both sitting in the principal's office, and yeah, after school. And uh, the vice principal comes walking in, big, tall guy, bald head, uh, gray hair on the side, and he's mangy, mean guy, vice principal. He walks in, and he, he stands in front of us. He says, stand up. So we both stand up, and we're both like, yeah. And he says, uh, you guys can't get along. And so we were like, yeah. And he knocked our heads together. <laughs> Bang! He knocked our heads together. And he said, You can't get along. And we said, No, we, we like each other. We're friends. <laughs> we love each other. You know, school in those days, it was way better than school nowadays. How many know what I'm talking about, huh? Amen? And you know, there, there's a saying that says, you know, you, you get this, you, you get the, let me put it this way, you get the pee scared out of you, <laughs> scared the pee out of you. I want you to know that's not just a saying, that actually happens. <laughs> that actually happens. When, when my head got knocked against that other kid's head and that guy was screaming in my face, there was a little something that happened. I'll tell you, God likes you. He likes the crazy aunt. He doesn't want you to change. He's going to work on you. He'll get the change to happen. Can you say amen? Amen. You have to have faith that God likes you. And then finally, you have to have faith to know that God's going to aid your success. God will aid your success. God wants you to succeed. And and God puts success out in front of you, not not to cause you to quit, but to entice you to get there. That God has more for me. Success is not a bad thing. To, to have a dream job or a dream home. You know, I pray that you guys get, you, get your salaries doubled, your paycheck doubled. I pray that you get double your paycheck. And God puts that out in front of you. Because God, ha- God wants to see you succeed. But because you're going to need his help. God, God, God wants you to know you're not going to be able to do this alone. You're going to need his help. God puts something out there that's, that's hard enough that you can't do it. You're going to need God. 
See, that's where he comes in. <clears throat> he says, look, I like you. I, I, I know who you are. We can get there, but you're going to need me. You're going to have to push, and you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to pray, and you're going to have to push. And you're going to have to have me there. And, and I'll, walk, I'll walk with you. And th- then finally God says this to you, though, about success. And here's why the devil doesn't want you to think about success. Because he doesn't want you to be enticed to anything. He doesn't want you to be pushed to anything. He doesn't want you to be challenged by anything. He doesn't want you to accomplish anything. And so he keeps trying to talk that thing down. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't, you don't need a house. You don't need a car. You don't need a good job. You don't need... He tries to talk you all out of that because God's trying to talk you into it. And he's trying to get you to the place where you actually will begin to press and push and pray for it. Because what's going to happen is God's going to say to you, hey... You, you, you see that issue that you have where you don't like people? Or you see that issue that you have where you can't forgive? If you're going to get to success, if you're going to get to where I want you to go, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to deal with unforgiveness. And so all of a sudden, God starts saying, listen, listen, I'm going to make you into the person that I want you to be, but some of this stuff, you've you got to deal with it. You know, you know why people maybe sometimes will say success isn't for me? Because I don't want to deal with the way I am. I don't want to deal with my anger. I don't want to deal with my addictive nature. I I don't want to deal with my unforgiveness. I don't want to deal with uh, my hurt. Listen, I was hurt way back when, and this has been my excuse my whole life to just flounder. Wait, let God pull that thing off of you and say, let's deal with this thing. I'm a God of deliverance. Amen. And I want you to get there. I want you to be able to bless your grandchildren. I want you to be able to bless your life. I want you to have resources. God has something good for you. Can you say amen? Amen. And God's going to get you there. I I want you to know something. He knows you. He likes you. He'll get you there. Amen. And he's not afraid of the issues that you have. God will work on those things. God will get you there. But I I pray. Would you just bow your heads right now? I'm going to pray. I pray that you get a promotion. In your job. I pray that your pay doubles. Some of you guys are saying triples, Pastor. Say triples. I pray your God triples. I I, I, I pray you get a new job. I pray God has something for you this year that would let you know unmistakably that God is for you and he wants you to succeed. Who's praying for a new house? I pray God grant them give them lord the house of their dreams the house for their kids the house for their marriage the house for their ministry god the house for their peace and quiet lord the the sanctuary that they can go home to and kind of recharge their batteries lord i pray god those that are praying for the home that they really want i pray god walk them in that direction god let them not give up lord i pray as you go as you move forward that God grants you success in every aspect, every area of your life. Father, we thank you, Lord, God, that you redeemed us, Lord, from sin and brokenness. But, Lord, you brought us into a a, a new creation, a new way of living. Lord, I pray, God, strengthen our faith, God. Let our faith begin to build, Lord. Let it it, uh, bring us, God, into a new life, a new hope, our new dreams, Lord, we pray. Lord, we're asking you, God, to open up the doors of opportunity for us. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Each one is here, God. I pray, God, your blessings in Jesus' name. Come on. Everyone said amen. 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 God bless you guys. Pastor Marco.